Traumatic memories belonging to those with post-traumatic stress disorder are stored differently than sad memories. According to new research conducted by scientists at the Icon School of Medicine and Yale University, the finding could shed light on the biological reasons traumatic recollections generate different responses in some individuals. This is Pulse Check. I'm Catherine Ellen Foley. The CDC's director is facing an uphill battle to rebuild trust, not just with the public, but with Congress, particularly House Republicans, who want her to answer for past mistakes made by the agency during the pandemic. At a congressional hearing Thursday, members didn't seem convinced that transparency and communication under Dr. Mandy Cohen's leadership had improved, despite Cohen's calls to look forward and not back. House Judiciary Chair Jim Jordan, a Republican from Ohio, subpoenaed President Joe Biden's former digital strategy director Robert Flaherty and former head of COVID response Andy Slavitt. The committee's investigation centers on whether Biden officials pressured social media companies to remove certain content related to COVID-19 misinformation, as well as untrue claims related to the 2020 election. And former President Donald Trump is once again calling to repeal the Affordable Care Act, a move the Biden team views as a political gift ahead of the 2024 election. Politico's Adam Kankren is here to elaborate. Hey, Adam, thank you for being here. Of course, anytime. So recently, Trump ignited an old controversy by saying he wants to terminate Obamacare, a.k.a. the Affordable Care Act, and he's looking at alternatives. Can you walk us through exactly what happened here? Yeah, this is not something that I had on my bingo card for 2023. So if you think back six years when Trump was in office, one of the first things that he tried to do was repeal and replace the Affordable Care Act. This is a big deal at the time, and ultimately it failed spectacularly. And Trump has really never gotten over that big failure. And so he, over the holiday weekend, read an op-ed in the Wall Street Journal that was about healthcare and kind of criticizing the Affordable Care Act. And he read it and appeared to just decide, hey, I want to talk about the ACA again. And so he posted on his Truth Social a couple times about wanting to terminate Obamacare, wanting to replace it with some kind of better healthcare plan. And now suddenly we're kind of back into this debate over repeal and replace. Obviously, this is a, an area that Democrats love to talk about, Republicans less so. And so it just feels like a real black from the past of being back into this debate over the fate of the ACA. So because Trump's social media calls have made the ACA an issue again, it seems like the Biden campaign is also reigniting the issue of defending the Affordable Care Act. How exactly are they responding? Yeah, I've talked to a bunch of folks on the Biden side. They could not be happier. You have to think about the broader context here. A lot of the campaign so far has been focused on Biden's weaknesses, right? Concerns over the economy, concerns over how well the campaign is doing at this early stage. And talking about healthcare, talking about the ACA is really just a really reliable, familiar territory for Democrats. This is something they ran on and won in 2018 and then again in 2020. There's this kind of muscle memory, as one Democratic official put it to me about how to talk about Obamacare, how to message it to voters, why it matters to them. And so it's an old playbook now that the Biden campaign can roll out and say, look, here's a renewed real threat to a law that everybody relies on, hundreds of millions of people rely on. And we're going to take you through it and remind you what the threat is and really emphasize that this is something that could happen if Trump comes back into power. It's just a really powerful reminder that I think you can expect the Biden campaign to continue hammering over the weeks to come. 
Are there other Republicans that are responding seriously with things that could be changed about the Affordable Care Act? In short, no. Look, there's a lot of health care ideas that conservative health policy wonks still have. But very few people are realistically thinking about wholesale repeal and replace. The ACA is just so ingrained in the health system, there's very little appetite for rerunning you know, the failures of 2017. And people have ideas of how you could chip away at various parts of the law, how you reform things. You know, Medicaid, there's a lot of ideas there. How you change some of the individual market, there's ideas there. But virtually nobody in the Republican Party, A, thinks that this is a political winner, repeal and replace, and two, thinks that there's some brilliant plan that's going to come out of nowhere or that Trump himself is going to develop that suddenly will be more popular and reuniting of Republican voters and voters as a whole that they can then go and run on and, and win on. So no, I think Republicans would rather talk about pretty much anything than repeal and replace at this point. Got it. But it does seem like perhaps as we lead up to the 2024 election, Trump is going to be able to force issues like the ACA and potentially other health care issues. What do we think this is going to mean for talks related to health care and health policy preceding the election? It's a reminder, first of all, of just how unpredictable, especially with Trump, the next several months are going to be. I mean, this was literally an issue that went from kind of random op-ed in the journal to Trump post, and now it is the central thing that everybody's talking about this week. So that could happen with any number of things. I mean, there has been very little focus on COVID, right, the COVID response as part of this campaign. The Biden administration has really kind of decided that you know, people don't really want to hear about it much. Trump hasn't talked about it a ton, but that could change at any moment in time. And I think you can apply that to pretty much any other health issue, drug pricing. The Biden camp would love to talk about that. Trump has had his own ideas there. So really anything major in the healthcare space, I think you can count on it making an appearance at some point. The question just is going to be how significant it is, whether this ultimately becomes another healthcare-centric campaign and election the same way we've seen over the last now several cycles. Well, thank you so much for sharing your reporting and your expertise with us, Adam. Anytime. We'll stay on it. And that's our show. Our music is by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Afra Abdullah is our producer. Annie Reese and Alex Keeney are our senior producers. Kara Tabor is an editor for Pulse Check. Our healthcare team editors are Eli Reyes, Dan Goldberg, Barbara Van Tyne, Beth Belton, and Sean Zeller. I'm Catherine Ellen Foley. Subscribe and follow Pulse Check for a new episode every day. And subscribe to our newsletters where you can read this reporting. Pulse, Future Pulse, and Prescription Pulse. Thanks for listening. 